Great morning, guys, and welcome to the Wake Up With Glow podcast. It's 5.42 p.m. here in China, and that means you are probably just waking up, already awake or getting ready to wake up. I'm a little bit late here to show up for you guys uh, than usual because today has been a day filled with really exciting things. I'm working on a new project that I will be excited to share with you when it's a little bit more developed, but that is the point of all of this. I just want to tie it back to this for you. The point of your fulfillment, the point of your process, the point of your seeking is always to find what aligns with your truth and what can drive you every single day to show up for yourself and show up for the world and the impact you're trying to make. So my goal with all of this is to help you to discover what that is for you. And if you've discovered it already, to help you hone in on that, to help you use that to your advantage and max out your purpose, not just your potential, but your purpose. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Today was so interesting. Um, And before we get into the topic, I just have to rant for a little bit about the fact that it is so difficult to find something to wear in the winter in China that does not have some random inappropriate English sentence on it that is likely misspelled or grammatically incorrect in some other way and pretty silly um, in my opinion. And when you just want some warm gear to throw on and be warm because it's getting cold over here, um, it's not there yet, but it's getting there. It's just impossible. I mean, really, I spent about an hour looking for hoodies that don't have animal ears attached to them. Um, so maybe at some point I'll talk more on Chinese culture and influence as pertains to not fashion, um, because that's not really something that I think you guys care about or really that I care about, um, but just in terms of why there is this childlike essence to the culture and why so many adults partake in this child-friendly, childish, I don't really know a better word for it than that, um, sort of vibe. And it's everywhere. You see it everywhere. So that's just a little bit about an explanation as to why I'm currently freezing out here. So help your girl out. Send some stuff. Just kidding. But really, if you catch me wearing anything in my Insta stories or elsewhere with ears on it, it is only because I could not find something without. But moving on, uh, today's podcast episode is about people. It's about people and finding your people, and particularly about not settling for people simply to have people. And we've been talking a little bit about relationships in the past few episodes, but this is really about people, not partners, just people that we let into our lives, people we call friends, people we call uh, close coworkers, people that we share parts of ourselves with. And... The reason why I think this is so important is because as mental health is becoming more and more and more and more pronounced in our awareness of it, 
right? Not in its prevalence, but in our awareness of it, in our acceptance of it, in our willingness to talk about it. People are always at the center of that because there are so many people, in fact, who are alone and struggling. And alone, I don't mean not in a group of people because you can be alone in a whole group of people and still feel completely alone. But people are the key. They're the key to our mental health and they're the key to our lack of mental health in many instances. And I want to get into the fact that we often crave a place to put parts of ourselves. And I'm going to label this place the safe zone. Okay? You find people who you feel that you can trust and likely more than just being able to trust them with yourself, if you're being vulnerable with them, you probably feel like they have some level of understanding of who you are because they can relate or because they are empathetic enough or perhaps they're open-minded enough. So there are reasons why we choose the people that we choose to be vulnerable with. And in this safe zone, right, when you're at the center of the people who you give permission to have access to your most vulnerable side, it's really important to understand that a lot of time we are not so safe in that place. What makes us feel or gives us the illusion of safety amongst people is that A, we've known them for a long time, B, we have nowhere else to turn. And so by sole means of contrast, it seems as though these people who we've been around are more trustworthy than someone who perhaps we haven't gotten to observe in action or know much about. So we falsely misplace our trust and our vulnerability in the hands of people who are not so safe to us. And this is what creates the really big trouble within a person is that when they're putting their feelings into people who can't do anything with them and don't know how to do anything with them, this is where the issue comes up, where you have people saying things, for example, um, in an instance where someone very close to me was in a position where they were really struggling with depression. And one of their closest friends said to him, that you'll be all right. It's fine. Don't worry about it. You're strong. You'll get through it. These are the things that are really big, major triggers for people who are dealing with a number of different emotional and mental, mentally related issues. Okay? These are the things that you don't want to say when or rather the things that you say when you have nothing else to say. If a person is uncomfortable but they want to extend support, they will say something like that. If a person simply doesn't know how to help, they will say something like that. But let me make you aware of one additional thing, that when a person puts their ego ahead of your well-being, likely subconsciously, they will say something like that because it's more about them feeling as though they're playing an active role in solving a problem, you being the problem in this scenario, versus actually taking 
the time and the deep work required to understand you and help you the way that you require that help. And it's quite difficult because this is something that many people who haven't confronted any kind of mental health related issues in the context of a close relationship can't understand. It's something that goes beyond just being compassionate. And, you know, I love the word compassion because when I think of compassion, compassion should encompass a deep understanding. Compassion is not merely the words that you choose to give someone to offer your support, but it's the meaning behind them. It's the understanding. It's the personal grasp of what support you're offering and how that is assisting and aiding the person whom you're delivering it to. Compassion should be the whole package. It should be an acknowledgement of, yes, I care about you. And yes, I'm listening to your needs. And yes, I'm putting my own ego aside. And yes, I'm here fully to deliver exactly what you need from me. Okay? So in this safe zone where we're not often so safe, but we delude ourselves into believing we're safe because many people would prefer to have some people, including bad people, over no people at all. Many people struggle in solitude. They don't want to be alone because being alone only heightens everything that they're experiencing. And thus we put our energy into the wrong people. And what that ultimately does is it puts breaks in our own security system. When a person is not responding with the kind of advice that we need or are seeking or the kind of support, but we keep this person around and they become our main source for that support, we become reliant on something that's broken. We become reliant on a source that isn't actually providing what we're trying to get from it. Imagine if the one well in town, if there was a drought and the one well in town where you can go and get water wasn't providing water anymore, but was providing some kind of toxic poison. And you were parched and there was nowhere else to turn or so it felt that way. So you just kept drinking from the well. But drinking from the well causes you more harm than good because it's not what you're there to receive. It's giving you something additional that makes you feel like you are gaining something but what you're gaining isn't necessarily positive it could be hurting you it could be setting you back and it could be just furthering your dependence on that person so these are things that i want you to be aware of when you're looking for people sometimes people aren't the answer specific people can be the answer when you're seeking help but you have to know who can provide what you need whether that be in the form of a therapist or the right kind of friend. And I want to extend that because I am the biggest advocate of using social media for social good. It is what I pour my heart and soul into because I'm in love with strangers. I'm in love with strangers who exhibit this compassion, who exhibit this willingness to be vulnerable in whatever capacity to whatever extent. There's something really beautiful about being able to talk to people who whose lives you in a way get to witness, in a way get to enter without actually coming face to face. And I want to insert this piece of information here because when you think about having people or not having people, I want you to not discount 
the value of strangers who are out there in the world accessible to you, who you can go out, seek out, and who will give you their time and attention and affection. You don't need to have a standing relationship with someone for them to support you. There are people every single day who enter my life through my DMs who I try my best to support when I have the resources and the knowledge to support them. And I don't know them from any random person walking the streets of China if I go outside right now. But you have to broaden your understanding of support. You have to broaden what you believe is possible. And understand that there are amazing people out there. And sometimes like, I want to make it clear, it's not about a person being amazing or not in regard to whether they can support you or not. It's about being a good fit. And sometimes the stranger on Instagram or the stranger on Facebook is the person who's a better fit to support you because of their personal experiences, because of the way that they walk through life and the things they've seen and how it's shaped them and their perspective. And that can be more beneficial to you than your husband or your wife helping you. Sometimes you need to step away from the people who you consider closest to you to be able to get close to yourself with the assistance of other people who may not know you so well, but they feel you deeply. Because feeling people deeply has to do with a similarity of heart. It has to do with a similarity of soul. And that can happen instantly. And we see that all the time. There's a reason why people say that they fall in love instantly. It's not always a matter of how much time was invested and how many things you can discover about a person, but it's about a connection that goes beyond that. And that depth can be found in strangers and can instantaneously be turned into something incredibly powerful and useful to you. So I want to talk a little bit about different solutions to not settle for the people who aren't right for you in your time of need, of need of other people's energy to facilitate your own process and your own healing The first solution is to create fake people. And you're probably like, what are you saying? You want me to create fake people? Yes, I want you to create fake people. Because using the word fake makes it sound bad, but let me give you this. We create fake scenarios all the time that we try to actualize. We visualize things and we go ahead and we hope the world manifests them for us, okay? We call them dreams. We call them plans. And you can dream and plan for the right people to enter your life. You can create space and you can decide exactly what it is that you need and you can attract that into your space. And it's so important. It's so important here, particularly, always, but here, to stand in your truth. Because part of creating those fake people is literally visualizing in your mind or writing down on a piece of paper, A, B, C, D, E, what do I need? What kind of people allow me to be my most vulnerable, honest self? What kind of characteristics bring out the truth in me? You can write these things down and you could formulate a literal equation of words or feelings or emotions or thoughts around who you need in your life. The problem in attracting the wrong people in our lives is we don't know who we need because we never ask ourselves the questions. 
We never sit down and think about what it is that we actually need. And we can't expect the world to give us things that we ourselves don't know that we're seeking. You have to be aware. We say that we don't have A or B or C, but really, perhaps we haven't created the perspective or the vision to be able to notice A, B, and C when it walks past and brushes our noses. People say they can't find the love of their life. Well, what do you know about the love of your life and what that person brings aside from a checklist close to resembling a resume or something else that's completely surfaced and not descript enough? You need to know what you're looking for in order to be able to see it. So I encourage you to create these fake people because you'll realize that when you understand exactly what it is that is in tune with where you're at in your process and who you are right now, you will find significance in your life. You will attract significant people into your space who will help you more than you can ever imagine, more than you've ever been helped by the people that have fallen into your space and are there now and we call close. So number one, create fake people. Solution number two, read and listen, read and listen to the people that you cannot physically reach. Who do you look up to? Who do you admire for the way that they put words together, for the way that they put thoughts together, for the way that they reason and rationalize? Who is it that you aspire to be in the presence of? Is it a motivational speaker? Is it a random stranger that you were writing on your fake people list and all of a sudden you became in tune with following a particular person who fits that description? Is it a celebrity? Is it an activist? Is it a philosopher? Is it a psychologist? Is it an artist? Is it a rapper? Who do you connect with without ever making contact with? Number one, identify those people. Find the authors that write the books that touch your soul the most. Find the podcasts that literally help you to get up out of bed in the morning. Link yourself with those people spiritually. Link your soul to those people. If you're trying to gain support, it is enough to be one-sidedly supported by the people that you are connected with. It is okay that they are out of reach, but don't think that they're not reachable because they are reachable to you. They're reachable through their words and their content and their material. And it's up to you to take them up on that. You have access to everything that you could possibly imagine in this world, but you have to make the decision that you want to be able to access that. You want to be able to get better. You want to be able to find the right people to put in your awareness. But you have all of this at your disposal. So read and listen. Read and listen to people that you cannot reach. And A, you may be surprised to find out that one day you do reach them and you do form that very personal connection and that takes you even further. Or maybe you never get to reach them. But again, mentorship is extended to people who never get to know that they were mentoring you. Mentorship is not your guidance counselor in high school who you sat with face to face and told you which college to go to or whether to go to college in the first place. We have evolved beyond that. We have evolved beyond just needing to discover a physician or someone who has been labeled with the title of being a support provider. Your support comes in the form of whoever you need it to be. 
And if you're not getting that at home and you're not getting that wherever you're looking for it, then extend your reach further. Solution number three, show up for yourself more. I can't tell you how many people don't show up for themselves and are looking for other people to show up for them. If you want to get support, the first step in getting support is showing up for yourself and asking for it. Everything that I mentioned prior to this stems from and around the fact that you want to support yourself better. You have to want to show up for yourself. You have to want to be willing to listen to someone else, to open yourself up to the possibility that someone can help you, that you can be helped. You're looking for people, but it's not just about people. You too are people. Include yourself in that equation. Rely on yourself more. Believe in yourself more and trust what you already know because you know you best. It's amazing to me how many people outsource themselves to other people. Hey, what do you think I should do? Hey, well, why not ask yourself these questions? What do I think I should do? What do I think is best? We're so quick to run to someone else for advice because we don't want to miss out on the opportunity of somebody telling us something that we don't already know. But you already know everything there is to know about you. Probably more than you want to know. So trust yourself more, lean on yourself more, and show up. Show up for yourself because no one's going to show up 100% for you like you are. You need to give yourself 120 and then if you are so fortunate, you will find someone who will give you 99 when they can and that will still be wavering because everyone ultimately needs to support their own infrastructure, their own mental construction needs to be supported by them before they can go out of themselves and support someone else. Solution number four, reconsider the people who are closest to you. Ask yourself whether they are actually a support system or whether they hinder your ability to get support. Get real with yourself. You can love someone to the end of time, but if they are not supporting you in the ways that you need to be supported, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're not trying. It could actually mean that you've had a really elaborate conversation, that your communication was effective, but that person is not equipped to support you. Love is not an excuse for lack of support. Understand when you need to step outside of the people that you love to get the support that you need. Guys, I can't stress enough. You need to understand that people can often be the solution, but they can also be the problem. You need to understand as much as adding the right people to your life, wiping your slate clean of the wrong ones is equally as important, if not more so. The absence of something is never as burdensome as the presence of something that's soiling your soul, soiling your potential to be your best self. I really hope, and I try to say it in every episode, something in regard to you taking that pen and that paper and writing down, having a conversation with yourself, writing down the questions that you need to be asking yourself and writing down answers as they come to you. If you take anything away from this, let it be what I said in the beginning. 
let it be the understanding that you should never settle for people simply to have people. You are people and you have yourself always. So start by showing up for yourself and everything else will find its way to you when you stand and you walk in your truth. I love you guys. Have an amazing, amazing Tuesday. I hope you slept well and I'll see you back here tomorrow.